Welcome to the Cleaning in Motion Show, a podcast interviewing successful cleaning business owners to hear what they're doing that works and what they've tried that's failed, all to help you grow your business. And now, on to the show. So uh, welcome to the Cleaning in Motion show. On today's episode, we have uh, Michelle and Evelyn from Stratus Building Solution of West Michigan. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here, guys. How are you today? Great, Sam. How are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. Very happy to for, for this opportunity. Uh, so Michelle... To start the conversation, I would love to hear a little bit about you. Who is Michelle? Who is Evelyn? A little bit about your background. How did you end up in this uh, crazy industry? Oh, okay. Um, so my name is Michelle Nichols. My husband, Craig, and I own Stratus of West Michigan. Um, prior to doing this, um, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years, raising a family. Um, I also did mortgage banking. Um, real estate. Uh, so I have a little bit of a sales background. My husband and I have owned a couple of businesses in the past, but okay. nothing commercial cleaning janitorial. Interesting. And, How about you, Evelyn? Hey, well, my name is Evelyn Cervantes. Um, I'm originally from El Salvador. I came to the United States in 2019 and I've been working here since January last year. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have any commercial cleaning experience um, before um, this position, and I had sales um, sales um, experience yeah. background. <laughs> Evelyn is bilingual. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes just my brain like the, the like it's not functioning the the way it's supposed to. <laughs> I'm I sorry, you, you. I, I can relate. Believe me, I'm a hundred percent can relate. And uh, so, Michelle, you're uh, the one uh, who needs to learn Spanish so we can do this podcast episode. She's Spanish, learning. Huh? She's learning. I'm, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> uh, so, Michelle, I'm curious to hear from you a little bit that uh, I would imagine that before buying a, a Stratus franchise, you were considering other industries or options. So why did you decide to jump in in the cleaning industry? So um, I think, for, yes, we had, my husband and I um, had researched a lot of different opportunities. We knew we wanted to start a business. Um, we are a family-owned business. Our two sons work here as well, adult sons. Um, you know, my husband was really kind of the, the brains behind all of it, I'll say. Um, he did most of the research. And I mean, we've looked at, almost every business model you can kind of think of. Um, Stratus came around because a very good friend to us, um, a very good friend of my husband's um, is a Stratus master in Indy. And we kind of watched him um, build his business and in getting to know more about it, we thought, okay, we're gonna research this. Again, we had no experience in commercial cleaning and really didn't understand the, the process of everything that that stratus the stratus model does um but you know we learned from him and then we started researching it and met with stratus corporate and in all honesty 
it was just a really well-written business model. And um, we knew that not only could we build our family business, but we could really help other people do the same. And that's really what um, enticed us probably more than anything is the ability to help others. So you're uh, happy with your decision so far? <laughs> Very happy. Um, it's the not first like you year have was too many <laughs> options uh, at this point. Uh, I still no, have that's that's true. Um, we Stratus uh, West Michigan opened in um, October of 2020, so the very end of um, of the year, and in the middle of COVID, and so it was it was a challenge to get it going, um, but. Um, once we started uh, making traction and really understanding the model and the business, um, that's when we really took off. And it's it's been phenomenal. How long have you been uh, with Stratus at this point? Uh, three years. Nice. Yeah, just starting our third year. And uh, tell me a little bit, uh, or, or can you give a brief explanation for those people that are listening and they're not familiar with the business model of uh, Stratus? Uh, you can tell a little bit of how Stratus works or how this type of. Uh, sure. So Stratus is a, a three-tiered um, model, um, not unlike other some other commercial cleaning national uh, janitorial companies. Um, so we're kind of the middleman between the franchise owner and the and the accounts that that the franchise owner service. And really, what we do here is we help individuals who really want to build a commercial cleaning or building service company, um, get off the ground, do things that they wouldn't know how to do for themselves. Um, and we do that from start to finish, um, anywhere from, you know, helping them set up their companies to training, understanding what the requirements are. Um, and we spend a lot of time with them, you know, kind of teaching them how to manage their business, even if they have one account and they're the only employee, you know, you have to, you have to start somewhere. And we feel like that's our best opportunity to groom them to be the best, you know, franchisees, unit franchise owners for us, um, as well as um, help them prosper in, in, in the process. No, perfect. So uh, I believe if uh, you're in this industry, uh, you probably have heard about uh, Stratus 100%, but I just want to make sure that everyone knows how this works. But let's dive uh, deep a little bit further more in, in, into this model, because I know that there is a lot of controversy as well. And uh, if you see YouTube videos, Sometimes you can find people uh, saying very nasty things. In my experience that we meet with cleaning owners all the times, sometimes I see also people like, uh, I, I, I tell them, have you considered at this point in your career joining a cleaning uh, franchise that will need give you the support that you need instead mm -hmm. of investing thousands of dollars in marketing that they still, even if they get clients, they wouldn't know how to handle them. Right. And, and the, the reaction, a lot of the, the time surprising is, no, these people, uh, they, they steal money from you. And, and then what I think is that uh, this uh, industry, again, it's sometimes uh, misunderstood or, or this business model, I would say, uh, because uh, you have that uh, royalty fee, you know, like any franchise, you have to pay a fee. Mm -hmm. and, uh, people don't understand, I guess, what, what they're getting in return, but I would love for you to Talk a little bit about that and, and, and explain a little bit to those uh, 
uh, I don't know if call them haters the right word because it's people that, that they haven't spent the time researching enough and about what you guys have to offer, no, that uh, they immediately put a bad label on, on the business model. So we'd love to for you to clarify that and, and talk more sure. about it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there is a, a bad reputation when it comes to the, the, the tiered model because uh, there are companies out there that really are not about um, franchise development and developing their unit franchise owners. They're just about building a commercial cleaning company for themselves. Um, we are very transparent at Stratus. Um, we provide copies of all the contracts that are signed by the customer to ensure the franchise owner um, that what we tell them is the monthly revenue for that contract um, is what they're being paid. That's what shows up on their monthly statement. Um, I think that's extremely important. I've at times opened up my books for franchise owners to see so that there's, there's no secrets here. Um, so we're very transparent with the franchise owners. Um, another thing I would say is that um, Stratus allows the unit franchise owners to obtain accounts outside of Stratus. And I think this really supports the mindset that we actually are a business that's out there helping people grow their business, not just our business, but their business as well. So we don't, you know, we don't limit that ability for them to seek business outside of the Stratus model. Um, as it relates to the, the fees that are paid, you know, I always explain to prospective franchise owners, when you look at the percentage that Stratus is, quote, holding back from your monthly revenue, those are kind of the bricks and mortar of your business that you don't otherwise have to do for yourself. Um, we have a full staff here. We're constantly out getting accounts. We're doing promotional um, social media to help every one of our franchise owners grow their business. Um, a portion of that is for their insurance for themselves and their, and their employees. So when you look at that percentage as a whole, um, if I only had to pay that percentage in my monthly revenue, I would feel pretty good about it. <laughs> but um, so yeah, there's costs of building a business and doing a business. And the nice part about it is um, everything from start to finish is done for them other than going out and getting the job done. So hiring employees and, and payroll, but we do everything else um, behind the scenes for them. And that's what's, you know, that's supported by the, um, the percentage every month that, that Stratus takes off the top. So uh, you can see it as uh, somehow like an incubator, no, basically, no, a business incubator where uh, you buy uh, your franchise and you don't have to come with any experience the same way that you did uh, when you buy your territory. Uh, and uh, you guys provide from A to C everything they need to succeed. And I think right. the most important part is that it's not like they buy one thing, uh, uh, you train them a week and, and they never hear back from you, no? Yeah. Uh, so it's an ongoing relationship and ongoing training. Okay, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, well, obviously there's the initial training and then, um, you know, we're with them as they continue to grow. Um, you know, we, we meet with customer or with the franchise owners on a quarterly basis. Uh, we do inspect their accounts on their behalf where we get starred ratings from their customers. Um, those are sent directly to the franchise owners as well. Um, the idea is that we're here to support them so that they can keep those contracts as long as possible and get the highest amount of return on that investment. Um, 
So that's some of the things we do. Veli is very involved with what we consider franchise development. Um, a lot of our franchise owners are Spanish speaking. And as we talked about a little bit ago, I am not Spanish speaking. <laughs> so Veli might be able to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, so for the um, franchise development, you know, like we have a lot of franchise owners that want to keep growing, right? So um, I keep records of, you know, like every time one of our franchise owners is letting us know that they want more accounts, that they need more accounts, but also with um, the new franchise owners. I'm the one doing the initial trading, like the first part of it. And I'm making sure that they really understand, you know, everything to start like all the processes you know like every time they get a, a an account they're getting what michelle was saying you know the copy of the signed service agreement the scope of work um everything um, needs to be really detailed so um i try to translate everything that i can for them so it's easier to because what michelle was saying you know like it's really important to us for them to understand everything so they're they're able to really like give their 100 percent to what they need to do for the customer Got it. So at this point in your career, with how many franchisees or potential franchisees have you met, would you say, if you have to, to throw a crazy number here and there? <laughs> oh, well, we've met with quite a few yeah. in the last year, <laughs> thanks to somebody we know. <laughs> More than a hundred. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say we're probably running eight to 10 yeah. appointments a week. Um, we are getting, I'll be very transparent. Um, we're getting more selective in the franchise owners that we choose to partner with. And, um, the reason for that is, you know, everybody that's a franchise owner, whether it's in West Michigan or Los Angeles or Florida has invested in the Stratus name. And it's very important that we hold that, that high and, and protect every single person's investment. So we're, we try to be, um, as selective as we can be because it's not about just taking somebody's initial deposit on a franchise. We wanna partner with people that we know can help build um, that are in it for the right reasons, the long haul, um, and ultimately you know, help them become successful because that's, that's what they're looking for. Yeah, no, and, and you hit it in the nail because uh, my follow-up question, no, and the reason I ask uh, is because first, I, I want people to hear from you too that you meet every day and you're answering calls every day from uh, prospects and people that are interested in jumping into the cleaning industry you probably have seen it all no from the and ent ent entrepreneur that is hungry that want to grow that really is committed to the guy that thinks that he's gonna buy sit in his couch and make money so uh, my follow-up question is uh with the experience that uh, both of you have today do you think that in one conversation you have a good idea if someone is going to succeed in the industry or fail? And uh, if that's the case, why? Like, uh, how, how do you know? Or what are the traits that that's make someone successful in this industry? Well, I don't think us meeting with them one time is really necessarily a way to determine the, you know, the longevity of their success or if they'll be successful at all. Mm. Um you know, I, I tell people, frankly, when we meet with them, this is not buying a job. This is building a business. And when you build a business, it takes time. 
Um, we always tell people, do not quit your day job. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you need to put food on the table, this takes time to get it really, really growing. Um, that being said, as far as what I feel makes them, they're, the, the franchise owners that come in that are the most successful, in my opinion, are the ones that truly follow the model. They really take care of the customer. They communicate with the customer. So the, the customer knows who they are. We always joke about the fact, you know, don't be a cleaning fairy in the middle of the night that your customers don't know. Um, there's email, there's texting, there's stopping in and saying hello. Um, so we, at Stratus, we work with them very closely to make sure they're keeping that relationship with their customer. It's not just a Stratus customer, it's each franchise owner's account. Um, obviously, the obvious things in, in being able to succeed in this business is doing what you say you're going to do, doing it right the first time, um, staying committed to the longevity or the consistency of the cleans. If you can do that, you'll be successful. Um, there's always gonna be the one-off that you're never gonna make happy or that they're gonna close their doors and you're gonna lose the account because they're out of business. But for the most part, if you just do what you say you're gonna do and communicate with your customer and give them quality services, um, you will be successful. Yeah, definitely translate into following the model. No, that's why they're investing and it's so easy down the line to forget that you have a, a proven track record and a model that you can follow or someone that can support you because I don't know, you, you get frustrated or you think things are gonna happen fast, but there is no business uh, cleaning, marketing, whatever it is that things will happen from one day to another. And uh, the key for a successful business owner, it's always gonna be consistency, you know? And so you, right. you said that, uh, and I love it because uh, I don't think that this model or the cleaning industry per se, it's for everyone. And uh, you mentioned it that you're getting a little bit more selective with the people that you bring to your family. Uh, so can you tell a little bit or talk a little bit about how do you select that? What, what would be a good fit uh, for you or for someone who is hearing right now that it's maybe considering buying a cleaning franchise versus, I don't know, another type of franchise? Sure. Uh, what would be those traits again or, or, or what are you looking for 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 saying this guy is going to be a, a, a great franchisee or or I'm going to give the opportunity to him right um I'll say a couple of things I'll, then I'll let Valley step in um I'm most impressed when we disclose as other you know um tiered franchise companies are familiar with um and they come back and they've actually read the document <laughs> and they have questions that relate to that they've read the document. Um, I think that's extremely important. And when we see that and they come back with good questions, they move way up that quote Google ranking with me. You know, um, I really, I don't want people in here that are just wanting to buy a job because it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I remember, um, when I first saw, um, one prospect that had the the document with like little notes and like everything highlighted I was impressed and like all the good questions like Michelle was saying you know but like I I feel like obviously that's really important um but 
probably like smaller things too, like as simple as coming in and being punctual if you have your first appointment or your follow up, you know, um, if you know, if you're representing yourself like good. Um, also, you know, like if you're really listening, if they're like, if they're really paying attention to what you're saying, like you can see when people are just like, you know, watching you and maybe they're like thinking something else, um, like you can notice and, you know, simple things like that. I feel like they make a difference uh, when I'm kind of like rating all the prospects to see um, really which ones, you know, maybe are like a four or a five comparing it to a one or a two. Yeah, it, it's interesting because when they come in, it's not just them getting information about Stratus, it's us gathering information about them. Exactly. And that's where we've come up with our rating system. And, and we have, you know, the, the, the four and five star people, those are the people that we reach back out to on a consistent basis. And then there's others that just don't represent themselves very well. And it's happened in a numerous number of ways, which we won't get into. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those we don't call back and <laughs> we moved to that other <laughs> next, next. <laughs> but um, you know, it's the, you know, the other thing I think that's really important, and I know this won't apply to everybody that's opening up a, a, a cleaning company, um, but at Stratus, every franchise owner is, is assigned what we, we call a brand compliance manager. And that becomes the liaison between the customer and the franchise owner. So the nice part is we don't just put you in an account and say, go clean it and and manage it. Um, this brand compliance manager, as I mentioned before, is out doing inspections on your behalf. But another key component of that is taking the information that's found in the inspection and helping them to better their, their cleans and what they're doing, their performance. It's great to get a, you know, an analysis of things you're doing great and even things that you could improve on. But if you're not taking those things that you can improve on and making them better, the inspection process is really not doing what it's meant to do. So um, it's really nice for the unit owners to have that brand compliance manager who's there that can help them grow um, and can also help step in when perhaps there might be a customer that it's very difficult or there's challenges. So they're not just all out on an island in an account by themselves. Stratus is right there with them and available if they need assistance. No, I think that that's a, a great uh, explanation for sure, because what I think uh, going back, why this is so misunderstood and, and why people sometimes don't see the big picture is that you guys invest so much time, effort in each prospect from they become a lead interested in buying a, a, a unit franchise until they actually become successful. You put at risk your reputation, your brand, you give them customers that we know that how hard it is to find good customers that wants recurring services. And, and uh, sometimes you do all of that and people take it from granted. And uh, that's where, where you have to, of course, uh, charge that franchise fee and, and uh, also make sure that whoever you bring uh, that it's representing your brand, it's someone that uh, it's, a, it's a good fit, no? Absolutely. So, uh, Following to that, I think uh, just to close this topic, I would uh, ask a final question to both of you. So uh, what do you guys, uh, what is lost if someone doesn't succeed no? in, uh, in your network? What, what do you lose if uh, you bring someone that ends up failing? I want to, to, to highlight the, the, the importance that you guys 
provide uh, the value that you guys provide to uh, this community, no? And mm -hmm, so sure. our way to see it, it, I think, and a clear way to see it is uh, is uh, putting you on the spot and what exactly do you guys lose every time that a franchise fail? Sure. Um, well, I think first of all, of all, before we can say definitively the franchise has failed, we really have to look back in the future and say, how did that happen? Um, the nice part about it is, is if we ever get to that point, it's very clear what has happened because we have very specific um, rules and procedures in place for how we manage accounts that are in trouble. Um, obviously when an account is in trouble, that means there's a franchise owner in trouble and there's processes that we have to try to remedy these problems for the, for the franchise owner. You know, there's certain situations, things happen, you know, that are violations, you know, breaking the rules. Um, you can lose your franchise. And if it happens, you know, I, I'm sorry, but that's the rules. That's the way it goes. Um, but if they get to a point that it's based on performance and they, they're, they're losing every account, I feel bad. Um, I, I, I hate to see it. It's completely contrary to what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people build businesses, not lose money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, generally at that point, it's probably not even a break even for us, to be honest with you, because at that point we've invested so much time from even getting the potential franchise owners to, to look at Stratus until we get to the point that they're losing a franchise. We've invested a lot of time. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard on us. We don't like it. It doesn't happen very often, fortunately. Yeah. Um, and it's happening less often because we're getting better at screening um, and deciding who to partner with. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Normally, it's happened a couple of times. The franchise owners know. Yeah. They look back, and it was it was it was a specific incident. Like I said, it could have been a violation. Um, they're very well aware. They know exactly what's happened. The challenge with it is it doesn't always represent that self you know, itself that way when they go out on social media. Um, but the majority of our franchise owners, the vast majority, yeah. are very happy. And um, in fact, we have something called a, a wall of fame here. And it's all yeah. photos of the franchise owners. And we ask potential franchise owners to look up at that wall. And do you know anybody? If you know them, call them and ask them about Stratus. We have nothing to hide. Nice. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Val, you want to add something else? <laughs> no, I was just gonna say because that. The, um, the next question is for you because it's a little bit biased. So, so for me, yeah, yeah. Um, so for for the wall, when you were mentioning the wall, um, I've had a lot of prospects that we have like, I know I I want to have the first meeting with them, and then I have like one or two follow ups before actually signing them, just to make sure you know that we want to sign them. <laughs> And um, I had a lot of prospects just like looking at the wall and like telling me, you know, like, I'm gonna be on that wall. Like, you're gonna take the picture and I'm gonna be on that wall. And it just like, you know, makes you feel so excited. I was just thinking about that when yeah. you mentioned the wall. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm gonna say to everyone listening that if you're looking to buy a, a franchise, it doesn't matter where is your location. A good takeaway here is that if you don't feel that whoever is selling you, whatever brand you, you're going after, it's a, not also like 
scanning scanning is not the right word is screening you or, or or prospecting you i would say uh, that uh they're just opening the doors and trying to sell as many franchises as they can it's a red flag no and that's why i i went deep into this question because uh, i love that uh, both of you take the effort and you don't accept everyone because again it reflects on you and what you're looking is for someone who is committed because you're going to invest a lot of time and a lot of efforts in training everyone that comes to your family and joins uh, this network to make them successful so if you are in the process of researching brands uh, for uh, buying a commercial cleaning uh, unit franchise make sure that you also are evaluating the person that is interviewing you and that you can feel that that person is doing the same. No, and it's not just trying to sell you. I think that's a big takeaway that we can uh, we can get from this conversation. No, yeah, uh, we, we actually we actually encourage our unit brand, prospective unit franchise owners to to go visit our competition. And um, I, I never specifically say who my, my, what my competition is. They, they need to research it and go find them, but I encourage them to do it. And I have a few key points that I, that I always share with them that I don't want to share with you, <laughs> you know, of how we're different. And it's, it's not a criticism. Um, I think that, you know, you need to shop. It's just like buying a car. You got to figure out which one, you know, works for you. And just because one works for me doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. So uh, my, and we're almost uh, going to wrap it up, but I have a couple of more questions. Uh, so one, I guess, uh, Evelyn, you are more fit to, to answer it because it, it's a little bit biased. <laughs> uh, so I would say that you guys, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, work extensively with the Hispanic market. And uh, as a Latino myself, I'm originally from Venezuela. And I'm also proud to say that in my experience, I have seen that a lot of the most successful franchisees that I know are Hispanic, no? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's the case in your market, but I would love to hear why you think, if that's the case, why, why us, the Hispanic, are, are so, so successful in this business as well? And, and I know a lot of people making a lot of money that came from, again, from Venezuela, from Honduras with nothing. And right now they, they have a seven figure business, no? So yeah, yeah uh, we'd love to, to, to hear your opinion, your bias yeah. opinion as well as a Latina. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe what, 80% of our franchise owners? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably 80% of our franchise owners are um, Hispanic. And I really feel that is because, you know, like they, they normally like just say that Hispanics are, you know, really hardworking. It's like a fact, <laughs> like Hispanics are hardworking, you know, like, I don't know if it's something because, you know, in our countries, it's just like, everything's hard. Um, you have to work hard. Like there's no buts, like it's not an option, like you have to. So I think we just already have that engraved <laughs> in our in our heads because of our, you know, culture, our parents, you know? So in, in here, I've noticed with the, um, what, three, four years, no more, since 2019 that I've been here, 
I've really, you know, seen it. Um, like how Hispanics can get so creative. Like for example, if they don't speak um, really like fluent English, like they'll just like, I saw it the other day, there was a girl and um, there was a document and it, it was all in English. She used her phone, like took a picture, pressed something in it and she was able to translate the whole thing like in uh, three seconds you know like there are so many ways that if they really want to do something they're capable of you know they just really need to like learn how to um but I really feel that it is I, I won't say that we're the most hard working culture but like we are <laughs> um yeah but I feel that yeah I think there's an honest and an integrity component to it as well. Um, you know, they're, they tend to be very family oriented, honest people. That's who we are. We're a family owned, you know, we pride ourselves on personal integrity. And um, I think that that's really taken a hold here in, in West Michigan as well. Um, it's certainly it has <laughs> been amazing to have um, Veli with me because before it was really a challenge um, with the language. But um, and then your reputation gets out there. They, they, they share it with their friends and trust is huge. Yeah, I had a, a franchise owner a couple of days ago and he told me that he was looking to like other, um, you know, franchises as well before he came in here. The one thing that made him um, really go with Stratus instead of another franchise. It was because here he had the opportunity to talk to someone in his um, native, you know, language. And that he felt like he would be really like understood here. Like we were able to help him really the way he needed. Um, because for, for that person, it's really like hard to use technology too. So he was looking for a person really, you know, that's, that was bilingual. And that's nice because, you know, Veli's an advocate for them, but then she stays with them as their unit owners and helps them grow their business because she's the one that contacts them about all the new contracts. And um, so she doesn't just sign them on and say goodbye. Yeah. You know, they really develop a relationship with her. So nice. yeah, it's been great for our business. So uh, two ta major takeaways here. One, always have a Latino or Hispanic person in your corner. And uh, do, <laughs> do not ignore the Hispanic market that gives in to uh, everyone in this industry that has uh, the same model as you. It's a huge market. We are almost, uh, I believe last time I checked, it was 60 or 70 million people that live in America are Hispanic. Uh, and that's uh, only growing. So I'm happy that you guys uh, are giving also the opportunity to the community and uh, that you are seeing the fruits of, of, of that, no? So uh, we, we have a couple of more questions. Uh, and uh, one is, uh, uh, what is the future of this industry? Where do you see the industry in the next uh, three, five years, one year? Uh, we are probably enter a recession. We see that uh, if you read the news, you, you want to cry, but you see that it seems like there is a hard times ahead. And so uh, we'd love to hear from your personal opinion and both of you, where do you see the industry going and what you think is going to happen in the near future and how are you preparing for that? Sure. Um, where do I think the industry is going in the long, short and long term? 
it's only going to continue increase. Um, this, this role will never be replaced by automation. Um, I remember about a year ago, I was at Walmart and I'm at the checkout line and there's nobody to wait on us, nobody to wait on us. There's like two tellers, you know, the whole thing. And they, some things happened in the state that increased minimum wage and all this kind of stuff. And the next thing you know, there's, you know, all self checkouts, <laughs> you know, and one person working checking receipts. So a lot of people lost their jobs. I don't think that's gonna happen in the janitorial service industry. I think we're pretty solid there. Um, as far as what we're doing to prepare for a recession, um, you know, if the company continues to build its reputation on doing what you say you're gonna do, being a good business partner, whether it's a customer or a unit franchise owner, living with integrity, working hard, which is exactly what we ask of our unit franchise owners, you know what, you'll be successful. And I don't think our trajectory is going to be any different. Um, I think that there's a ton of opportunity in the janitorial market, not just because I don't think that it's an industry that's gonna eventually go away, but also because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to build businesses. This is a great opportunity for them. And we're able to get contracts because there's a lot of industry that can't hire janitor, janitorial services. So we're seeing the fruits of that right now. So that's been great. Yeah, there is no other option than just uh, keep moving forward whenever it comes. No, you still have to go out and, and sell and do a good job and uh, focus on what you can control. No, mm -hmm. uh, I guess uh, finally to, to wrap it up, uh, what a piece of, uh, of advice would you give uh, to someone who is considering buying a commercial cleaning franchise or even joining the industry? Whatever, if you go with the with the a proven system, follow the follow the rules. They know what they're talking about. Um, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it on your own, I would highly encourage you to find somebody that you could talk to that could educate you about it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I would say. And you know, there's the obvious things. You got to work hard. You know, you've got to follow through. You've got to do all those types of things. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that um, that they just think that they'll buy a franchise and that, that that's done, you know, like they'll have someone working for them and the, I don't know that they'll they'll be making a lot of money. And really like the, for me, it's just like when you're building a business, they need to really have the mindset of the business owner, you know, like when you're building a business, it's more you know, you need to do really the work, you know, it like it takes time for you to like build your business, like we were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's kind of like thinking like, yeah, I'll get there, maybe like not right now, like being patient, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we've actually had people walk in here that have wanted to get <laughs> large sums of money and they were just gonna go like hire people to do the work and never go. I'm like, no, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I agree. You, you definitely have to be in the trenches and, and experience it yourself before you can start outsourcing and, and managing people because otherwise, how are you going to know uh, what to do, no? And, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I agree. You have to be persistent. If you're going to go by yourself, find a mentor. If not, uh, follow the model. 
and uh, yeah, in my industry, we say that sales uh, solve uh, most of uh, the problems that you have in the business. So as long as you're growing and, and doing a good job and retaining your customers, eh, you will get there sooner or later, no? So uh, Michelle, Evelyn, thank you so much for uh, being part of the show. I hope to see you in the future as well eh, in uh, further episodes. Eh, thank you. I don't know if you have... Uh, one last words, otherwise we're good to go and stay tuned for the next episodes. No, just thank you, you know, for the opportunity to talk and and uh, thank uh, give our little applause for uh, cleaning in motion. It's it's helped us for sure. Yeah, I feel like since we started with cleaning in motion, like at first, like it was really an easy like website, like how to work with it. Like it made my life so much simple. <laughs> and um, we've been getting a lot of leads, you know, Anna, um, it's really, you know, checking on me and having that person, you know, kind of like on your corner trying to like, you know, being like there supporting you with like everything that's going on. And like every time that I had a lead or something, if I have a question, like he's available 24 seven for me. So that's great. And then Vale now is the same. So like all the support that you guys give, um, it's just amazing. The, all the, the program, it's really like user-friendly and just having it, you know, like on my phone, on the computer, you know, anywhere really like helps me a lot too. Like I'll say like, yeah. Well, and from a, a business owner's perspective, um, other than obviously making her life easier, um, you know, as far as ROI on it goes, it's been very, very positive for us. Um, we could have invested the same amount of money in a lot of other ads, and I don't think we would have, you know, seen the return that we see with 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 the cleaning in motion, the whole program. Um, so, I, yeah. I, as an owner, I've been very happy to see the results that we've gotten with it for sure. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you for listening to the Cleaning in Motion show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, find more resources, including more sales and marketing tactics online at cleaninginmotion.com. That's cleaninginmotion.com. Until next time.